Enjoyed that. Amen. Come on, Brother Barnes. I appreciate the good singing. We're looking forward to the preaching. And we're in no hurry this morning. Amen. He's not a long-winded preacher, but we want him to preach till God's done with him this morning. And 12 o'clock don't mean anything around here. Isn't that right? Amen. So I got to slip out. Don't move. Don't leave during invitation. You stay. Let God do something in your heart this morning. Brother Barnes preached uh, every morning on her summer trip. Did a tremendous job. And uh, God certainly helped our young people and those that came. And so we thank the Lord for that. But we're glad he's here with us today. And uh, you give him some amens. Back him up while he preaches to us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. I'm short both ways. Hallelujah. And, uh, but I don't have a short man complex. All right. <laughs> I don't have a jacked up truck 14 feet in the air. Hallelujah. Anyway, it's good to be home. And uh, I'm glad that I can call this my home. And I thank God for my pastor and his dear wife and their family. And uh, we love them. I appreciate that they have a burden for young people uh, to put all this together and to go on that trip. And there's a lot of work to that. And I'm very grateful that they have a burden for their young people uh, that's in the house of God. And uh, I appreciate uh, these young men that just sang to us. And I believe they love the Lord. Amen. And boy, we need that today. And I appreciate our young men. We've got young men that uh, play instruments and preach. And, and I appreciate you young men. And I pray for you every day that you make it and that you live for God and become something for the Lord Jesus. Amen. And uh, I appreciate the Sunday school hour. And uh, i tell you what, one word that Brother Danny kept saying that stuck in my heart, and he talked about Peter being a persistent preacher. There's something that's been a stirring uh, in my soul for the last few weeks. Uh, the Lord said you need to just get a little bolder. Amen. This generation, I'm telling you, if they're not afraid and ashamed to do it, we ought not be afraid to tell it. Amen. And we've let the left to put us in a corner uh, and the left uh, uh, news media, uh, we worry about what they think about us. You know what? They think we're nuts, so we might as well act like it and go ahead and preach anyway uh, and just tell them about their sin anyhow uh, and lift up our voice like a trumpet and go ahead and stand for God in the day we live in. Hallelujah. Amen. That was just a commercial. Amen. But anyhow... I praise God for it. Amen. I believe this morning that this service is designed for somebody to be saved by grace. I want you to turn to John chapter 3. I want you to look past the familiarity of this passage. I want you to look past the simplicity of this passage. I don't know how to preach the gospel without making it simple. Because it is simple. And I thank God for that. Brother Danny, that was one of his points as well that Peter was playing. He made it where you could understand. The Lord had made it where we can understand. I prayed, of course, it's amazing I got any prayers through on the bus, but I did yesterday as I was praying. And, uh, and then, of course, last night, God settled this in my heart. And so you pray for me that God would have his way there's somebody and maybe somebody's uh, that God's been a drawing on you and dealing with you and he wants you to come down this old-fashioned altar and get born again today. Well, I'm glad that he loves us, don't you? Amen. 
We know the chapter. I'm just going to read a few verses uh, for the sake of time. He said, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, uh, you must be uh, born again. We'll stop reading there. There's a few things that we want to look about uh, uh, the life of Nicodemus. Number one, we find that he was... Uh, and an intellectual man. The Bible said in verse 10 that he was a master. That word means that he was a teacher. You see, it doesn't matter uh, your status in life. You might be here this morning uh, and have an eye, a high IQ. Uh, you might uh, uh, be brilliant in your mind uh, uh, or you might be simple like me uh, uh, or you might be average. Uh, but it doesn't matter where you are in life this morning. Uh, you must be uh, born again. Uh, we find that he was uh, an intellectual man. It's hard for those uh, that God has given uh, a great intelligence a lot of time uh, uh, to believe in him because they can't find the faith uh, to believe in something that they can't put down in pen and paper. I say to you, he's bigger uh, uh, than you'll ever put down in pen and paper. You can never explain why that God would love you uh, as rotten as you were uh, and as a sinner that he would send his only begotten son. Uh, thank God. Uh, we could never explain that. Uh, I don't care how smart you are. I'm telling you he didn't save you uh, because of you. He saved you because of himself. Hallelujah. Uh, that he loved you and I. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about now. I'm glad he loved me in spite of me. Uh, he didn't save me uh, because of me. Uh, he saved me because of him. He saved me hallelujah because of who he is, uh, the son of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad, thank God, that he loved me enough uh, to come where I was uh, and to save me. It wasn't because uh, of Bobby Barnes. Uh, it's because uh, of a God who loved me in spite of me. Hallelujah. Oh, hey, hey. You must be born again. Amen. We find that Nicodemus uh, was an intellectual man. Can I say number two? He was an influential man. The Bible called him a ruler of the Jew. Uh, you may be the president of the United States, uh, but you still gotta come the, some, the same way. Uh, you may be somebody uh, that your house is on the backside of nowhere and nobody knows your name, but you've gotta be saved the same way. He was a man of influence. Can I say number three? That he was a man of integrity. The Bible said he was a Pharisee. That word means the separated one. He was a man who was morally good. Can I say to you, outside of our young people, young man, 
that testify. I'm glad you've never smoked. I'm glad you never drank. Don't you ever think you've got to go do it to have a testimony. You've got the best testimony uh, there is to have. But I'll be honest with you. I'd say more of the congregation are those who were not morally good. Uh, you hear me? Uh, Nicodemus was morally good, but most of us, uh, uh, we were not. And yet he loved us anyhow. Hallelujah. Uh, but he was a good man. But I'm gonna tell you, there may be somebody here, Brother Danny, maybe a young person who's grew up in a good home uh, and they've been in church all of their life but I've got news for you there must be a day in your life that you repent of your sin and trust the blood you might be five years old you may be ten years old and you may be fifteen years old but there's got to be a day in your life that you come to a knowledge that you're dying and going to hell without God I'm glad the Holy Ghost made me aware of that in October of 1972 he said, young man, you're going to hell. But if you'll come, I'll give you a drink of water. I thank God uh, that'll never run dry. And I'm glad this morning you might be morally good, uh, but you'll die and go to hell like everybody else. Uh, I'm telling you there's a hell and a shun and a heaven to gain. Uh, you must be born again. Amen. It don't matter uh, uh, where you are uh, in your lifestyle of how you're living. I'm telling you, you must be, you must be, you must be born again. Amen. Can I say number four, that he had interest in God because you know what he said? He said, we know you've come from God. He said, we know that you have been performing miracles and a man could not do that. Oh, Nicodemus has got to see him raise the dead, make the blind to see and the deaf to hear. And the Holy Ghost said, hmm, uh, there's something about that. And he said, yeah, I know. Matter of fact, uh, you'll find the book of John, he even defended the Lord Jesus, amen. Uh, he had an interest in God. But see, it's gotta go beyond that. You can believe, the devil believes, and he trembles. But that don't mean the devil's saved, Amen. You might have an interest in God, but Brother Danny, it's got to go beyond that. I'm glad, thank God, when I first heard the gospel, I never had heard it before in my life. And you know what it did? It smote my heart. And I remember how the tears began to run down my cheeks. But you know what? That wasn't enough. If it had stopped there, Brother Caleb, then you hear me? I'd have still died and went to hell. But I'm glad, even though I had an interest, uh, I thank God that third time that I heard the preacher preach, I went down that old-fashioned altar and said, I will, amen. He said, if you come unto me, I can make you clean. I said, I believe I will, and he made me clean, amen. You've got to go beyond having just an interest. You've got to go beyond just having a belief. There must be faith and trust that you put in the Lord Jesus and repent of your own rotten sin and tell them you're no sinner and take sides with God against yourself and say, I want to be born again and someone as big as God will move inside of your heart and change your life and make you bound for heaven. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm bound for heaven. Thank God, amen. Hallelujah. Give you a few things. 
and then we'll go eat, hallelujah. Brother Poindexter said, after looking at all them pictures, I know you won't be preaching on gluttony this morning, amen. Oh yeah, let me give you a few things. Number one, verse three and seven, there's a must of being born again. That must demands a response. But Jack, he said you must. That means you have to. Well, I'll do it my way. No, you won't do it your way. My dad's sister who was dying named Carol said, Tommy, you're going to have to let me do it my way. You see, you can't do it your way. You can't go your way. And sadly, as far as we know, she trusted her way instead of his way. He said, you're going, you know what? He said, I died for you. I've made a way for you. But you're going to have to do it my way. You're going to have to come. It demands a response. It demands, number two, a refusal of any other way. Brother George, I don't hate the Muslim. I don't hate the Mormon. I don't hate the Jehovah's Witness. But I hate their doctrine because they promote heresy. Oh, you, if you preach against them, you don't love them. Of course I love them. I want them to be saved. Amen. Oh, yes, sir. But I'm telling you, uh, uh, by the grace of God, if I keep my uh, mind, uh, I'll always tell you, there's still just one way. It's not a Baptist way, but it is a Bible way. If you come, uh, you've got to come by the way of the cross uh, or you don't get to go. I'm telling you, there's only one way. He said there's only one name a given under heaven whereby you must be saved and that is Jesus, 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 amen. There is a must. Verse four, there's a misunderstanding. Nicodemus said, I don't understand. You think someone as smart as he would understand about being born again. But you know why he didn't? Because he was a natural man. He was a lost man. And lost people don't understand, brother lad, the things of God. I have people who claim to be saved say, man, I don't understand anything in that Bible. Man, that always sends up a flag. Oh, there's some things, boy, you gotta dig out. But I'm telling you, there's a Holy Ghost who moved inside of me. He's the author of that book and he can help you. When you can't understand anything in there, you better find out why uh, that you don't understand anything. Uh, Amen. The natural man cannot receive. There's an absence of spirituality. Then can I say number two, the ability of Satan to blind the minds. See, Nicodemus, Brother Brian, he said, now wait a minute, Lord. Let Let me ask Let's get this right. You want me to go back into my mother's womb and then be born again? See, the the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter four that the devil can blind people's minds. That word blind means to obscure. It, It means to create uncertainty. It means to create doubt. Don't you hate him? There's people in here this morning. You need to be saved as much as my name is Bobby Barnes. 
But while I'm preaching right now, the devil is messing with your mind. He's trying to create uncertainty. He's trying to create doubt. Uh, that's because of that sorry rascal I told dad before the service. I said, you think as many people would be on the way to hell that he'd be satisfied, but he don't want one person to escape uh, the fires of hell. I'm glad I did, hallelujah. I'm glad you did, hallelujah. And I'm telling you there's somebody this morning that the Holy Ghost uh, is saying, come on, come on, escape the fire of hell. I'm glad, thank God, there is a fountain filled with blood draw from Emmanuel vein and sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stain. You can walk out of here a clean uh, as a newborn baby if you want to, amen. Oh, yes. There's a misunderstanding. Not only we see a misunderstanding. Verse three, the meaning. Since Nicodemus didn't understand, verse five and six, the Lord said it's a physical birth and it's a spiritual birth. The water there can be a type of the word, and I believe it is, being born of the word and of the spirit. But in its context, that baby surrounded by water, he said there's a physical birth and there's a spiritual birth. I believe all of you had your physical birth. I don't think any aliens are here from Mars. Amen. The way some people act, I wonder if they're from outer space. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I was born in this world, 1964. Cleveland, Ohio, Cuyahoga County, Metropolitan General Hospital. But in 1900, in 72, on West 28th Street, the West Side Independent Baptist Church, I got put into the family of God. There became a divine birth. Oh, I had that physical birth. But thank God in 1972, somebody reached down from heaven when I repented of my sin and he put me in the family of God. And I say, glory to God. I'm glad I've had a birth from above. And there's some of you here today that have not had that birth and you're gonna die and go to hell without God. God help you. Why don't you run to the cross this morning and be honest with God and get born again, amen. The preacher talked about that man who had had a wreck right before us as we were leaving last Sunday. I believe Brother Brian said they had only passed him and it was a mile down the road that he wrecked. You know what? You never know. You never know. Some of y'all are playing with your life. You are playing with eternity. Brother Sam, they're playing with eternity. I'm glad I don't have to worry about that, Brother Dave. I can pillow my head tonight on that old pillow and praise God, go to sleep. And you know what? Knowing if I were to die, I'm gonna wake up on the other side. I'm gonna say, good morning, Jesus, hallelujah. I've been awaiting to see you. 
<laughs> you know what? How the longer you go in this whole world, how the sooner you want to get there. Amen. How this world has nothing for me. I don't have any anchors too deep. I appreciate him letting me build me a house, but I trade it for a mansion any day of the week. Amen. A mansion over yonder. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there must be a, a spiritual birth. The black preacher man said, he said, when I was born, my mama told me about it. He said, but when I got born again, I told mama about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'm glad. Hallelujah. I got something in the mail and from West Virginia, dealing with some piece of land, had some mental rights, and, but had to do a genealogy on my mother's side. I got to thinking about how many of all them people have died and went to hell. Yes, sir. And how that my mom will be waiting on the other side. And my old granny be waiting on the other side. Hallelujah. I'm glad, I'm glad that grace makes a difference. <laughs> Being born again. You say, well, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. You repent of your sin and trust the blood and get born again. I wouldn't go to hell for anybody. Not enough booze. Not enough sex. Not enough drugs. You hear me? Wouldn't go to hell for nobody this morning. Amen. Oh, there's a meaning. There is a physical birth, a spiritual birth. Verse 8, there's a mystery. He said, we're like the wind. Those who get saved. You know why? Because, but Danny, you can't see the wind but you see the effects of the wind. You see. Brother, Brother David, I, I can't see Jesus in your heart, but I can see by the way you live. You can see by the way I live. You know what happened? It changed your attitude. Brother Chris, when you got saved, you know what it changed your attitude about? About sin. <clears throat> see, there's some of you this morning that maybe even grew up in this church, but you love sin too much. You roll around all in it. You can go and smoke dope and it don't bother you. You can drink and it don't bother you. You can get in the backseat of a car with a young lady. It don't bother you. And I'm telling you, if you were saved by the grace of God, it'd tear you out of the frame because the Holy Ghost would live inside of you and say, that's wrong. That's wrong. I'm telling you, when you get saved, he changes your attitude about sin. It becomes exceeding sinful and you can't hobnob and roll around in it. I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of these churches that tell you to live any way you want to. Come out of the bar on Saturday night and go sing in the choir on Sunday morning. God help us. We need hallelujah to stand up and say that's ungodly and that's wicked. If you're going to sing in the choir on Sunday, you ought to be a living right Monday through Saturday. Amen. Amen. Some of you are doing what this young man said. You're playing a game. Here's what's sad, preacher. Is some of them, they're going to slip off into hell before they get a chance to get right with God. They're going to hit a tree in a drunken stupor and wake up in hell and say, my God, what have I done? You must be born again. It's a mystery. It changes your attitude. It changes your actions. You know what happens when you get saved? You actually want to go to church. 
Yeah. Not just Christmas and Easter. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to be a member of a church in Mississippi. And man, we had a large Sunday morning crowd. And we'd lose 75 people by Sunday night. Can you imagine that? We had 180 on Sunday morning. And we'd lose 75 people. And my pastor would get up and say, you know what? Y'all ain't right with God. You won't be back tonight. They didn't care. They came back next Sunday morning. I worry about that crowd. I, I, I like to go to church. And the Lord knew I needed so much, he put me in evangelism. Amen. I get to go a whole lot. Hallelujah. <laughs> I get to go. But you know what? I still love to go. I was glad when they said unto me, Brother Dwayne, I was glad when they said, let's go to church. <laughs> let's go. You know what happened in God's sake? But Brian, the reason why maybe some, maybe some that are here this morning, and don't misunderstand me, we're very glad you are, that maybe they struggle with church attendance because there's not a desire in their heart to go. And the reason why is because you're a natural man and they don't desire the things that are spiritual. You'd rather party. You'd rather listen to your music. You'd rather do the things that you normally do. You don't want to do things that are spiritual that's boring to you. You don't, you don't like them because you know why it bothers you. The reason why it bothers you is because you don't know Jesus. You get to know Jesus, you'll enjoy being around saved people. Amen. You'll enjoy church. Hallelujah. I enjoy church. I enjoy to hear the choir sing. I enjoy, amen, being around the young people. I enjoy, hallelujah, the things of God. You know what I know? I know the Lord loves you enough to give you an opportunity today. Amen. We see fourthly the mystery. Fifthly, we see the means of being born again. He said in verse 14, 15, 16, the lifting up of the Savior, the love of the sovereign. For God so loved the world. Brother Dave in the choir, they sang songs about he loves me. He designed this service for you to tell you, come on. He wants you to know he loves you so much. He let them beat his son, blaspheme his son, spit in his face and plucked his beard and beat the meat off of his back that you and I may have eternal life. I will never spend one night in the charred walls of the damned. I'll never know what it's like, Jonathan, to be in hell but it's because God so loved the world. He didn't come one day looking for me and say, well, now there's a good young man. I'll think I'll save him because of who he is. Instead, he looked and said, there's an old sinner. And my son died for him. And I'm gonna go talk to him, invite him in, hallelujah. And I'm so glad that he came one day and invited me in, hallelujah. For God so loved the world. We see the mystery, we see the means. And then lastly, number six, we see the marvel of being born again. You know what the marvel is, Brother Laddie? He said, whosoever will. I could see him coming to that little boy sitting beside of you. I could see him coming to that little boy who's not been in sin and, and say, you need to come. I want to save you. You're, you're, you you're a good young man as far as your life. But instead, he also came to you. 
And he came to you. And he came to you. He came to you. He came where we were. I could understand coming to these young men who've never been. But you know what? He said, if you're thirsty, come get a drink. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you have been. Oh, love covers all sin. He so loved me that he gave his son for me. Knowing how sorry that I'd be and save me anyway. Came to me one day and said, I love you. I want to save you. I know you'll not be all you ought to be, but I want to save you anyhow. And I'm glad, thank God, that I came a-running. Brother Dave and said, I believe a will. And can I tell you, it's the best thing that I've ever done. There's some of you right now, the devil's got a hold of you. He's got a hold of your mind and you've got this whole world uh, by the tail and you think uh, that you're having the time of your life. But I'm telling you, if you'll ever turn it loose uh, and run to Jesus, you'll find, thank God, he'll satisfy more than anything in this world. Amen. He'll satisfy. Come to Jesus this morning. Let's stand if you would please. Come to Jesus. You might want to come pray for somebody you know that's lost. Come to Jesus this morning. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. Love covers all sin. Won't you come this morning if you know you're lost? You know it. You know it. God's been dealing with you. You know it. You know it. Let the Lord help you. Let the Lord help you. They'll sing when they get ready. Several have come. Would you let God speak to you this morning? Why play a game? Is there a young person here that's playing a game? Playing a game. Oh, you're playing a dangerous game. There's some young people here. There's some folks here that you've got the world, you think, by the tail. I'm telling you, you're going to end up in hell. I'm going to turn it over to the preacher. Let God help us this morning. Thank you, preacher.